This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. He barely played college football at a college called Baker College in Baldwin City, Kansas. I have not heard of Baker College. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. I'm getting confused. What game are you calling? I'm calling both games. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Steps back, a three ball for the tie from the top. It is good. Cassidy Beam knocks down the tray, and we're tied at 27. Everything happening in the sports world. These diva wide receivers wanted to go to the bathroom. As a defensive lineman, we didn't go to the bathroom. You sat on the bench, did your business, and you got up. And even some things not happening in the sports world i would take toothpicks and stick them in my eyes that's <laughs> i'd rather do that than watch that now it's time for according to jim here's jim joiner and steve sell let's do this thing another edition of according to jim right here on 96.7 fm kbbe or for those of you listening online Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Steve has this common theme within his life, whether he is at home, whether he's at work, whether he's at the golf course, but he has this theme that he says a lot, and I don't know if he knows how much he says it, but he goes, Burr! I'm so stinking cold. <laughs> he says it all the time, and I get the feeling that you're about to say that here at any moment. I am so stinking cold today. I mean, it is beyond cold. We got some nasty weather moving in. Hopefully, we'll get the games in tomorrow night because the forecast I read was it's supposed to be like sleety in the morning, and then it's going to warm up in the afternoon. Is that the forecast you've seen? Yeah, I, I like that word, sleety. Yeah, sleety. It's going to be a little sleety. Could be a little sleety tomorrow, and then it's supposed to warm up. And then I think by the weekend, and it's supposed to be halfway nice on the weekend. What's the Chiefs forecast? I haven't seen the Chiefs forecast. Steve, you're asking me questions. I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist. I think Mark in the morning would know. But you're a man that knows all. My mother knows all weather. Well, she is. Tracy is a big... She always knows what's she, going yeah, on. Yeah, she's always calling you and letting you know. And She'll probably text me here in a few minutes and say, who are you getting ready for that sleet on Tuesday of next week? I'm like, oh, I, I haven't thought about it. I just live in the now, Steve. There you go, live in the now. Well, speaking of living in the now, you and I have been very busy for about the last Ooh. 14, 18, 24 hours with some Bulldog basketball last night, our McPherson College Coaches Show this morning. And I don't know if that's given Steve enough time to follow a couple of really big storylines that developed this morning. And I really, to be honest, I haven't checked on what's going on this morning. Well, there's two big things that are going on. Number one is that your Major League Baseball surveillance cheating scandal continues to grow. Oh, yeah. And another name, we've just been kind of a day ahead of what was going to happen, is that you said on the show yesterday... I don't know how Carlos Beltran, the new manager of the New York Mets who has not managed a game yet, has stepped down. Him how and bad the Mets is that? have parted ways. How, is, how bad is that? Stepped down before he even managed his first spring training game. So they are, what, 25, 27 days away from spring training getting right. underway, and the Astros, the Red Sox, and now the Mets do not have managers. And I, But I did see Buck Showalter. Is in line. I've seen his name at Houston, as well as Eduardo Perez. I've seen his name bouncing around a few times. So I think we knew that Carlos Beltran 
at some point was going to be pulled into this yeah. because he was a part of the 2017 Houston Astros team right. that all of this circles around. Right. And the way that this scandal is creating a fallout among Major League Baseball, I know that it's pretty harsh right now in this week in terms of getting rid of three managers, a general manager, but I still am very interested to see what happens down the road. How are we going to look back on this? If this is the only World Series that Jose Altuve wins, George Springer, any of these guys that could be in line for a Hall of Fame, how is this going to taint what they did? And I think for now, more of the attention is focused on the management. But at some point, I think it could come back to some of these guys that were on those teams. And and the crazy thing about it is that stealing, stealing signs has been going on for a long time. And there was some story that I keep seeing that has resurfaced talking about Justin Verlander saying in 2017, oh, we've got to we've got to really cut it back here on the stealing of the signs. We got to really be better. Hypocrite. And it's just crazy the amount of denial that went on with this Houston team and oh, we don't do that. Oh, it's just bad for the game. Oh, we're we're above that. And let, then they weren't. Let me ask you this. Let's hear it. Where does this scandal rank on the all-time baseball scandals? Well, that's a good question, Steve. I think that I think there's four big scandals. Let's start tr- with with this one, the Black Sox. Right. What 1919? 1919, and then eight men out. Right. So it was the 19th. So really, it's been a hundred years ago that the Black Sox scandal, because it was it was the 1919 World Series, but they got suspended beginning with the. 1920 season. So that, barred, uh, that one is the oldest and, and is as big of a scandal as there was because it was taking games and losing them on purpose. So that's number one. I, I would think it's still, it, it, today it's standards, I think it's still probably still number one. Number two, your good friend, Charlie Hustle, Pete Rose, I was gonna... and, and his betting on baseball scandal. Number three would likely be the Balco from steroids. from what two thousand seven, right. two thousand six, whatever year it was, with all the steroid and, and all the cases coming out. Is there a fourth that you were thinking of? Well, I put what is happening right now. Okay, so I, that that was the fourth. You I am putting it of. number two. Wow, for I me, mean it's up there for me. It's number two. I think this is the second worst scandal in baseball history because it's it's got such a wide net. There's so many. People that are caught up in this thing. Well, and that was the same thing of the steroid scandal from the 2000s as well. As they started to see all these names in the Mitchell report, it was just all sorts of names. This guy, this guy, this team, this trainer. Right. And that was what was so crazy about that. Would you maybe throw in the 1994 strike shortened season? I don't consider that a scandal. Okay. I just I, That was just guys trying to... Can you think of another, a fifth scandal somewhere? Um... Well, it wasn't really a scandal, but the Cincinnati fans, I believe it was 1957, stuffing the ballot box and eight of their nine regulars were voted to start in the All-Star game. Oh, Royals did that a few years later. Yeah, but uh, but uh, they didn't have eight starters. Maybe. And then the commissioner stepped in and he took like four of them out of the lineup and, and made them uh, be reserves. But, but uh, anyway, yeah, I think that this will rank up there, and especially with – the managers being fired. That's something that we've yeah. never seen in a scandal yeah, three in Major League Baseball. Have whacked. So we'll continue to follow that. The other big story today, Steve, is I want to talk a little Chiefs later and, and a big night tonight going on in the area. The other big scandal that has been going on, have you followed what happened after LSU won the national championship on o- Monday night? OBJ. Okay, so have you seen what happened today? No. So o- Odell Beckham Jr., 
in the lot. Well, he was he was running around all over the place, which was very strange to begin with. He was in the locker room, and of course, he's an LSU alum. And it's like, see me, see me. I'm, you know, he was wanting attention. So that happened, and that now he is being charged with battery, battery. For, for an event that happened in the LSU locker room. The New Orleans Police Department is charging him with battery. So a video comes out of Odell Beckham in the locker room, and they're dancing around. And I'm sure you saw that Joe Burrow had a cigar. Did you see that? I did not see that. So they had some cigars celebrating a championship in the locker room, and the New Orleans Police Department decided they're going to step up and really make a scene and try and get them to put away the cigars. You can't smoke in this locker room. They were making it was a were really they, big deal on were Monday. Were they smoking or just putting them in their mouths? They were smoking them. Okay, all right. Which it's a it's a celebration in a locker room. I get that it's like city code that they can't in that building. Well, but they're adults. They can smoke a cigar if they want. I mean, but you can't in that room. Okay. In in that building, you are not allowed to. Uh-huh. It's a city code, and so they're trying okay. to enforce it. But oh come on, uh, we don't really need to. Yeah. So they're in there and they're hassling some of the players, and Odell Beckham Jr. is in there. And one of the police officers is trying to put one of the cigars out, and he's telling one of the LSU guys. And you can see in the video that OBJ kind of comes up from behind one of the police officers and gives him a little pat on the rear. A little, okay, love tap. A little pat on the rear. And the police officer at the time, and you know, I've watched the video enough times, that he doesn't, he turns and, and looks at him, and it's just like, what are you doing? But it wasn't battery in the sense of that he attacked this police officer i'll let you see the video here steve once it once it refreshes but it, it's not a real oh, I see it. forceful okay. smash yeah it, 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 it's a it's a little tap and at the same time you say all right odell maybe you should be a little smarter has, has anyone's career cratered as much as his career's cratered i don't think career has cratered oh i think so with the browns well, they didn't have a very good year this year. Yeah, but his last year with the Giants, he wasn't any good. That's because he had Eli Manning at quarterback. Yeah. It's hard to be good. Yeah, but he's not even the best receiver on his own team, and he's like the highest paid receiver in football. Well, they had a bad year, and Freddie Kitchens was his coach. Well, I'll, I'll give him at least a little bit of credit right. that I still think that when he's on, he's one of the best wide receivers okay. in the NFL. All right. I wouldn't want him on my fantasy team. But it's another instance of... The same thing is, okay, why are we making a big deal out of the cigar smoke in the locker room? He just won a championship. It's not a big deal. I, this is another one that it's going to get blown out of proportion. It will. People are going to call Odell Beckham Jr. an idiot, which I'm not saying it was the smartest move ever, but it wasn't a big deal. It's the not. police officer didn't make a big deal of it at the time. If he would have turned and it would have been forceful, and if he would have made a big deal about it, well, it probably... Could have been seen more as battery. I'm more concerned about the money he was passing out. Well, and then there's that element too, and I and I'm I don't understand how it's legal or or what the circumstances are. I haven't read the rule book. Well, they but, take but, but money, but that's confusing me as well. If though if they take now like Joe Burrow, he said, "Well, I'm a pro now. I doesn't matter to me if I take money, you know, from Odell Beckham Jr. I'm a I'm a professional now." He says, "My college career ended with that game, but." Odell Beckham Jr. Why? Why would you pass out money? I mean, are, are you just trying to? Are you just trying to draw attention to yourself? That's what I think this is all. Probably about. a little bit. He just wants attention because he stunk this year. I just don't understand all of it, but we can call it Cigar Gate, Odell yeah. Gate, Odell Beckham Jr. Gate. It just keeps popping up. It won't go away. Oh, just yeah. let LSU have its championship. Yeah, and Odell needs to chill and 
step back, step off, as they would say on Seinfeld. There you go. Step off. High talker. High talker. Yeah. Close talker. Yeah. Big salad. Big salad. But yeah, you know uh, the the uh, one with the the guy that uh, George had the fascination with, and and Elaine tells George to step off. Step off. Step off. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. Let's you, step out. You want to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs? Let's talk about it. We, we haven't talked about it much this week. As long as it's not The Bachelor, that's all I care about. Hannah Ann. Who, oh, no, people are getting fired talking. up about Hannah no, Ann. You and Miss Emma can talk about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll take one more break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve Sell, I've got an interesting number for you. Okay. Getting ready for the Chiefs taking on the Tennessee Titans Mm -hmm. in the AFC Championship game. Coming up this Sunday, Arrowhead Stadium, first of two games on Sunday. So the Chiefs are the 11th team since the NFL-AFL merger. I was there. Since the merger to host at least two consecutive conference championship games in a row to consecutively host them. And only one of those teams has failed to make the Super Bowl in both times. This is a very similar stat to one I talked about during the high school football season with the Bullpups. They were one of the only teams in the state that has played in the state semifinals each of the last three seasons and not made the state championship game in at least one of them. So the Chiefs are in a position that nobody has played in this many AFC championship games in a row at home and never made the Super Bowl, which is a good thing. The back half of that stat, do you know who the... The only team that hasn't made it in that same run was? I don't know. It was the 2002 Eagles and the 2003 Eagles Andy coached Reed. by Andy Reid. Yeah. So I saw a lot of people that read the first half of that stat, and they said, yes, that's a great well, deal. I am I would be most happy for Big Red if they make the Super Bowl. I think so, I too. Mean, besides Mitch and Chiefs Nation and the Chiefs Kingdom or whatever they call it. But uh, Big Red, you know, he's taking a lot of abuse you know, for not making the Super Bowl again. Well, there's a lot of coaches never even made the Super Bowl once. He's already made it once, has a chance to do it again. I just, in fact, if, if you read my column at midkansasonline.com, I kind of point out the stars are all aligning for the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl. No New England, no Tom Brady, no Bill Belichick, no Baltimore Ravens, no Lamar Jackson. It's the Tennessee Titans. And let's face it, you take away Derrick Henry – and this is, isn't even a close – Derrick Henry, is, it's, it's like a boxing match. Like Muhammad Ali when he fought Ernie Shavers. Ernie Shavers didn't have any skills, but he was the hardest puncher in the, uh, in the game. And one punch could have ended it for Ali, but he never landed that one big punch and knocked him out. Yeah, so, Cassius would never let that happen. No, Cassius would not let that happen. But, but uh, it just seems like it's set up this time for the Chiefs to make it. And remember, early in the year, they were one of the really trendy picks to make the Super Bowl. And then they, well, had, that, then they had that skid, and everybody forgot about them. When they were 6-4, and four, did you ever hear anyone say, 
I still think the Chiefs will make the Super Bowl. I did. It was Nick Wright, who well, is a huge Chiefs fan and goes on and says all sorts of crazy stuff all day. But but their defense at that time was so bad. Well, and that was they, the big thing that they was didn't look them. like a Super Bowl. They're, they didn't have a defense that could get the team in the Super Bowl. Well, Steve Spagnuolo has done an incredible job. What was his name? Spagnolo. Spagnuolo, whatever. <laughs> you know, he he's done an incredible job of, you know, getting that scheme over to those guys. And let's hope Chris Jones can play this week. Yeah, that would be a big help. I don't know if he's he probably hasn't practiced all week at this point of year. Do you really have to practice at this time of year other than conditioning and, you know, just, you know, walking through schemes that I think all you got to know is Derrick Henry left, Derrick Henry right, Derrick Henry up the middle, flair to Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Henry on the wheel route out of the backfield. Yeah. I think that's all you need to know. Steve, as I begin to put together my mental picture for this game, and normally with games that I cover, I, I can usually have a picture going in. You know, when we go down to El Dorado tomorrow night, on our drive there, I have an idea in my head of how I think things are going to go, whether it's a football game, basketball game, whatever. I've got a real good idea about tomorrow night. <laughs> well, but beyond that, as I put together this idea for how this Chiefs game is going to go in my head, obviously Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans run game, their offensive line, it is the big storyline and, and how this is going to be handled by the Chiefs. But the thing that I keep seeing in my head is the Chiefs get a stop early, they get the ball, go down and score, somehow get a stop again, score again. So they jump on this Tennessee team and lead 14-0, 10-0, to the point where, and maybe even 17-0, 21-0, to the point where Derrick Henry won't end up being a factor in this game. Because it takes too long for them Because to they just can't keep feeding him the ball. And that's the way this game feels to me, that everybody's talking, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. Well, and something tells me that they almost won't be able to use him because well, the Chiefs will column, jump on him. In my column, I pointed out what I've seen as a visual, a fake to Derrick Henry and Corey Davis running unabated in the secondary because – your favorite defensive back, Javarius Ward, bit on the play fake, and you have a receiver running like 30 yards wide open because Javarius Ward, I guess that's how you pronounce his name. Is it Javarius? Yes. He scares me. He is the, But he who's is, throwing the ball, he, Steve? He is the Marcus Cooper, Stephen Nelson, Rashad Breeland. Terrence Mitchell. Terrence Mitchell. <laughs> he, is the, he plays what they call – it's not the cornerback position – it's the toast corner for the Chiefs. They always have a corner that just gets toasted. But who is throwing the football Ryan for Tannehill, the Titans? Ryan Tannehill, and he hasn't thrown for 100 yards in either playoff game yet. So when you look at that matchup, Patrick Mahomes against Ryan Tannehill, there is a very clear better quarterback Gross in that mismatch. group. And I think if the Chiefs can force this Tennessee team to play from behind or at least play to the point where they have to throw the ball – well, then I think the Chiefs are going to be in a great, great position because Ryan Tannehill simply is not going to be the difference in this game. No. He is not going to be able to go win this game, go win a shootout against the Chiefs. Now, Derrick Henry could be the difference. The Chiefs' defense could be the difference. Patrick Mahomes could be the difference. But Ryan Tannehill cannot be the difference in this game. It's never been if he his is, time at any point. If he is the difference in this game, Kansas City loses. I mean, if he's throwing for 250 yards and well, I thought you meant the other way. If he's throwing interceptions, if he no, is, no, I, if he is the difference in a bad I'm say, way. I'm saying if Kansas City sells out on the run and Tannehill beats him with the pass, 
But even in that way, Ryan Tannehill's not going to outgun Patrick Mahomes in this game. That's not going to no, happen. It shouldn't happen. The Chiefs are going to score points. It just depends on how many they're going to give up and how quickly they give them up. Because if you go back to the AFC Championship game last year against New England, yeah, they gave up points, but the important thing was is that they were kind of giving them up quickly yeah. so that way they could get the ball back. Right. And I think that's the key for this Chiefs team is not letting Tennessee control the tempo of the game. Right. Because the Chiefs, they're going to score yeah. at will. Nobody named Will, but they're going to go score at will. And I just I don't see a scenario where – the Chiefs are having to come from behind again like they were this weekend or like they had to against New England last year. I, I just see this team being in control or at least very even throughout this entire game. Yeah, and, you know, the crowd could really cause problems for Tennessee's offense. I really believe that because you got to be able to hear. And, of course, Kansas City and Seattle have had this thing. Who's got the loudest crowd? This well, well, one of them has a roof over it. So no, Seattle doesn't have a roof over it. Well, it sort of bends. It's yeah, it's but cheating. It, but it yeah, but it it all goes. It's not an open air stadium. Well, but I'm just saying, this may be the loudest Arrowhead has ever been, and I sure hope Mitch has been very quiet all this week so he can save, save that voice. He's got to save that voice for touchdown, Kansas City. That was pretty good. Well, I can do imitations. <laughs> that was pretty good there, yeah, Steve. Yeah. Look at you. Oh, yeah. I'm, I always thought I could be an impressionist if I wasn't a sports writer. Who do you or have I, a good impression of? I do President Trump, but I don't want to do it because I might. Yeah, so somebody's going to get mad at you. <laughs> but, but in the next seven minutes, somebody will come up yeah. to the radio station and say, where's that Steve show? Yeah, I, I leave politics out of our show, that's for sure. Well, at least... I do. You you sometimes let them linger around. Well, I try not to. Because you know I follow politics very closely. Oh, I know. Yeah. All right, Steve, let's take one more break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Steve, you and I have a busy night coming up tonight. Huge. Monster night. Monster. Bullpup wrestlers will be at home for not one, but two duels. Originally going to be just a matchup with the Circle T-Birds, but they added the Washburn Rural Junior Blues, one of the best teams in Class 6A. Number so two. It, so it will be one heck of a matchup tonight inside the Auxiliary Gym at McPherson High. Yeah, we talked to Shane Bakus uh, this morning, and he said if you blink, you might miss the Circle match because they only have like five or six guys in their varsity. So that'll be just a little more than – you know, guys walking out and getting their hands raised. But Washburn Rural is ranked number two in Class 6A. They have eight wrestlers ranked in the top six of their respective weight classes. The 195-pound match will feature the best wrestler in 6A. Rural's got a kid, I believe his name is Carter. Landon France for the Bullpups is undefeated, ranked number one in 5A. This is state championship caliber wrestling. 
So get out and check it out. The duel with uh, Washburn Rural should start about 7 o'clock. And circle about 6. Circle at 6 in the auxiliary gym. So one thing about the auxiliary gym, if it's packed, it's hot. I don't care how cool it is outside. It gets hot in there. And loud. And loud. So if you're cold... That's I'm the cold. place to be. I'm always cold, so. I think you'll feel a little bit warmer yeah, in there. I think so. Also, Tigers taking on Oklahoma Panhandle State Central Christian down Tiger at Alexander Town. Arena. Tiger Town. And I, this is a great chance for both Tiger teams to get a win. You know, I really feel for Tony Romero. His guys are 0-6 in the conference, and they've played everybody really tough. They were 7-1 and in non-conference, so, you know, they're 7-7 and overall. Central women – uh, actually will be favored in this game because they have a conference win. Panhandle does not. So maybe be a sweep down in Tigertown tonight. Chance to see both of them. Yeah. All right, Steve, stay warm. I will. I'll try. Stay sleetless. Sleetless. Can't have sleet. No sleet. Bad sleet. Sleetless in Seattle. Yeah, we just hope we get the game. We can't afford the games not to get in tomorrow, but I think we'll be able to make it down tomorrow, it sounds like. I hope so. To El Dorado. Yeah, something like that. Right. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.